This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, it's your Brentford fan show on Love Sport Radio. Two minutes past nine across the capital. Good evening, uh, Billy the Bee. Good evening, Aaron. How are you? I'm all right, Pat. To be honest with you, I, I should be moaning at you, actually, because I, I just feel like moaning. I mean, I've, I've had, we've had so much moaning around us. Yeah. We feel we've just got, we just got to project some more uh, moaning. Stop moaning. No, moaning. Listen, we're going to moan at you, especially being a Man United fan. We need to moan at you because we've just, where we've been, the moaning has to be there. Do you know one man that definitely doesn't moan? Moan? Gary Paul. Gary Paul. Gary Paul. Mate, I've, I've done my serious amount of moaning after um, the event. Well, after the last. Gary Paul never comes in here and moans ever. Well, uh, we don't. We don't do it. We don't normally moan, but after Saturday, we've just had this sort of infection of moaning. Well, if you're going to be a big club, you might as well moan. That's true. That's yeah. true yeah, we're not quite a big club as yet, but we might as well get in practice. Moany yeah. moan face. That's right. That's good. Yeah. Dave Lane. I'm alright, mate. Back. Return to the studio. Yeah. Yeah. yeah back once again, like the Renegade Master. A uh, um, draw. Up at Leeds United, I mean, uh, an early kickoff as well, wasn't it? Mm. Early start, mm. yeah. We learned yeah, about that, didn't we? What time did you have to leave? What time did you get out of bed? You didn't even go out of bed, did you? Five twenty-five. What up? Yeah, that's not bad. When, so, well, sorry. I got in from Turkey at two o'clock in the morning, so yeah, it was quite bad. <laughs> three out, three hours First sleep. Problem. He had cold turkey, didn't he? There you go, Gary. Did you go up? Well, so the thing is, what it tends to do when moan, they no moan, 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 moan. just say moan. <laughs> Well, I was about to have my main because I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go anywhere. For no, no, I'm, quid. Forty-eight quid. No, no, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, afraid, I'm afraid that they're moving the kickoff cut into our drinking time very. So that is my major main al- alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> so you're basically moaning you couldn't have enough beers. Well, before the game, or run. obviously. Yeah, Bill, let's have your moan. <laughs> well, my moan is that the fact that you know we didn't get three points and we thought that we probably should have done. Because the referee wasn't enough in our pocket. I mean, the, the referee was, you know, apparently in red and white stripes. and uh, But still, he obviously didn't do the job good enough, did he? Well, uh, we were up against Champions of Europe. Let's, not, <laughs> let's never forget that. It's very true. <laughs> you had to be there, Aaron. It was, uh, you have to see it, the aftermath. And we will talk about I mean, that. I, I know about the Champions of Europe, John. Don't worry. 
Yeah, no, the aftermath again, and it, it, it does, aftermath. It, What's that? The aftermath. Well, you mean the aftermath? Sorry, I've been I've been spending too much time up in Leeds, obviously. Aftermath. <laughs> <laughs> But we, uh, we, we, listen, we had a good, to be fair, we actually had a good day. We, we, we left very early. We got on the train. We had a, a fine collection of bees with us. We had the Swedish bees mm-hmm. who had flown over from Stockholm, paid about £740 for their train, paid about sort of 250 quid each to get in, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> played about six quid a beer, which is quite amazing up in was Leeds. Cheap, that was cheap for them. <laughs> yeah. That's how they made their money back, wasn't it? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so that was, uh, yeah, they had a good time. Then we had the Irish bees as well. Again, joined us as well. It was good. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, uh, so we did. Yeah, so we did the Irish bees as well. And then, then we had the sort of well, the Brentford well, bees. Um, we've got some Irish bees later on in the show. Yeah, apparently. we do. Yeah, we have a bit of Irish bees later in the show. Actually, we'll talk about it. Uh, Aaron, do you want to sort of uh, which Irish bee do we have in the show? Do you know? Yeah, uh, it's one of the famous uh, two Irish brothers, uh, who, 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 of course, uh, graced the championship for many a year. This man uh, has had many an altercation with many a player, which we're mm. not going to mention. That was in his career at Reading Football Club. But uh, um, and Brentford. Uh, d- delighted to welcome Stephen Hunt to the show. It's going to be absolutely brilliant. He's we, got some, we got some really, really quality enjoyed, questions for Steve. I really enjoyed watching him, uh, especially in his time at, uh, uh, you know, at Brentford and Reading. It was, it was, he was top notch. Um, so yeah, going to going to be welcoming Stephen onto the show as well. Um, First and foremost, your opinions on the game. Do you feel pleased that you you sort of went toe to toe with them? Because you know, let's be fair, they are. They, they, I'm not. Gonna, I don't know if front runners is the right word for for you know the for, for the championship title. Effectively, everyone is banking leads now. Everyone is is jumped on the leads train. Bielsa is a, a magician. He's a god. He'll probably get sacked knowing him, knowing well knowing the the ownership hierarchy up there. But do you do you feel happy that Brentford went toe to toe with them and, and and took them pretty much all the way? Well, just happy. Well, they, you call them favourites. I mean, obviously they're media darlings, aren't they? You know, every everyone seems to want Leeds United to do well because what about the dirty Leeds. Well, they are dirty Leeds, but you know, well they they kicked and hacked and bit their way through the seventies, um, and you know they don't don't like it up on these days. Yeah. But, but, to, but to be, but to be fair, they, I mean they they play some good football, and there's a yeah, completely well, different style of football to what was traditionally known as the Leeds. And we got you got to give them credit for that. Oh, to be massive, fair, massive yeah. credit. I thought I thought it was. The, on Saturday morning was a it was a game played between two really impressive attack-minded teams, and you know both I think fans of both teams will realise that I think they're those Brentford and Leeds should be right up there competing. They they, they deserve to be for the you know for the football we played. You would hope so, but we've just got to get some um, wind under our belt again. We seem to have forgotten it's how to do it. It's a nine-month season. Yeah, it is. I mean, the fact is, l- listen, we played great football. They played great football. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, we've been in here too many too many times. It's interesting, like I said to you, the Borough fans who told us that they reminded us of their, you know, the old days when they used to play the tippy tappy or the passing around football. Listen, this, we're not taking it away from ourselves. But as we said, and it was said in our post match podcast, which you can get, catch on besotted.com, we've also put a little clip up on Twitter as well, where we talked to the fans, both Leeds and and Brentford fans after the game. And the fact is that we don't need to only do it against Leeds, but also we have the problem where other teams are raising their games against us. We've talked about that before. Aston Villa did massively. Derby County did massively. Aston Villa hasn't won a game since they played us. Derby County, they couldn't beat Bolton. They couldn't beat Rotherham. You know, so it's one of those games where teams are raising their game against us. Also, when teams put 75 players in midfield and block it up and stop us from playing our game and hack us down and start wasting time from the 46th minute, how do we deal with that? At the end of the day, it's great playing great football, but we also need to work out how we 
get over these issues because these are going to become bigger problems for us for the whole season. I was talking to, to Brian Moore and James Gray in the lead up to these uh, to these shows earlier, and and they both agreed that the championship is never won in the first three months. You know how many times have we seen front runners absolutely go for it? You know pelters, and then it's just gone completely wrong just a few months later. And that's one of the songs we were singing to Leeds on, on Saturday. It was Leeds, Leeds are falling apart again. Yeah, I saw and, you and, getting pelters for a tweet and, about that, Bill. I mean, yeah. as if you'd invented it. <laughs> no, well, it doesn't matter who comes up with a song. You know, you, know, you can't reinvent a good song every time no, it's played, can you? you know, and, and I think the tweet was meant for the people who weren't at the game or don't know the song. So people out there, because that's what, you know, Twitter's got a wider base. So people have a look at that and they think, oh, that's quite funny. That's but quite interesting. But obviously hit a nerve. Yeah, I mean, you know, they have been singing, people have been singing it for 10 years or so because Leeds have been falling apart for well, there you go. the past 10 yeah. years doesn't, of the make, doesn't, make, doesn't make it a bad song every, does oh it? no it's yeah. a great song I mean Jordan it's a classic better, yeah. but you know uh, every time they, they seem to, to do something well they, they seem to just fall apart somehow you can't sing a song like that and just say oh you didn't come up with it it's actually it's hit a nerve you know what I mean it's uh, you know we're not the greatest team the world has ever seen it doesn't mean that's a bad song either you know yeah. it's, uh, it's they're catchy catchy little ditty Indeed. Yeah, it definitely, definitely is. On the way back, we are going to be hearing uh, from the uh, the Brentford fans. Is it the Leeds and Brentford fans? Brentford's yeah. always, Bre- it's always the home, uh, it's always the yeah. opposition fans and the Brentford fans as well. Some, we try to get really as many as possible. Get, get a bit of a mix for you. And do you know what? We're going to do that right after a short pause. It's Love Sport. Ian Stone's Comedy Breakfast on Love Sport. If you look at Man City at the moment, that the tea lady is on side, yeah. that, that Guardiola goes up and says, how's, right. your, how's your tea making? Yep. And she goes, I'm pumped, Pep. I'm pumped. <laughs> two sugars? And he goes, yes, yeah. two sugars. And he's, now listen, if you want to make the tea this way, and he'll tell her, and she'll be he'll up. get the whiteboard right? up with the little yeah. bits on yeah, it and move yeah. them about. The yeah. milk's here, yeah. uh, the tea bags are there, the cups are there. <laughs> Weekdays from 6.30am. Love sports. I think before the game, I'd have taken a point. It's obviously frustrating the way it's happened. But I think we showed some real character today. I think a couple of, even a year ago, we'd have fallen apart. Uh, the atmosphere and everything, it's tough. It was tough for the players, but they showed real resilience today. You know, I was impressed with the way we held on for most of the game. I think there's some real unity in this team as well. You can see they're fighting for each other, with each other. But I think you can see the, the reaction after the goal. I think uh, the Leeds fans launch and stuff at Morpai. Our players our player just standing in front and saying, no, you know what, we're not going to let you bully us. OK, we, we couldn't hold out in the end, but we showed some real character and resilience today, which we've been lacking in the last few years. The reaction to their goal, how, how they celebrated, that, that through equalising to get a point against Brentford at home, shows how far we've come. We controlled the whole game, didn't we? Yeah, they had a few chances. We had the best. Totally controlled them. We still need something more up front. Yeah, all those chances we got, passing the ball all over the place, we just can't can't make it count. Uh, we need some midfielders to come up and score, don't we? Would have taken it at the start, obviously. If you could have said 1-1 at the start, I'd have snapped your hand off. But um, just just frustrating to uh, just, just again, same as Ipswich, you know, just in the last couple of minutes, dying seconds. We'll also be hanging on after the penalty, I suppose. So I was a bit fearful of the opening 20 minutes of the second half because I thought Leeds would really, really come at us. Um, but I actually thought we weathered the storm earlier on. Uh, it was a definite penalty. It doesn't matter what they say about the ref. Um, I'd like to know what um, um, 
what, what the uh, uh, authorities or the Football League would do about the amount of missiles thrown on the pitch by their end. Uh, that wasn't on. I actually thought, I didn't think the referee had a bad game, to be honest. Um, it was definitely a penalty, um, but you could probably see that coming, the, uh, the, the goal in the last couple of minutes. So The referee was an absolute disgrace. But uh, I thought I thought Brentford played well actually. I thought first half you were much better than better than Leeds, and uh, you across the midfield and and going forward as well. You, your front your front players were were looking really good, and he had he had the better of us down down both wings. But second half I thought we were the better team, and I thought on balance I thought on balance actually draws probably a fair result. But you shouldn't have had that penalty because it was a massive massive dive that we've all seen after. After the game, but ultimately, I think well, hopefully, we'll both be in the top six by the end of the season. By far, the best team that we played this season, not just LMO, the best team we played away from home this season as well. So, you know, much, you know all credit to, to both. You know, the style of football both teams play is that you know, can you can you sustain playing like that throughout the whole season? That's what people have been saying about us all season, and um, you know, ultimately, I think. If we make some, if we get our players back from injury, and if we make one or two signings in January, then I'd be confident that we'll be there come end of the season. And if you keep playing like that, then you'll be there or thereabouts in the end of the season as well. I think the style of football you play will win you a lot more games than you lose this season. I'd be amazed as long as you don't have any major injuries. I'd be amazed if you're not up there by the end of the season. Yeah, I think in terms of who we play so far this season, I'd say you're probably the best team we have played at home by quite a distance, really. You know, I think Middlesbrough obviously came up to our place uh, five, six weeks ago. And they probably did deserve the point, but the style of football was just absolutely, it couldn't be any more different. And, you know, we think Middlesbrough, can you get promoted, win enough games playing that style of football in comparison to maybe a Brentford or a Leeds? Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. You know, I felt off the ball, you were very energetic, you were pressing. Um, and you did, obviously, as you said, you made a few changes from your last game. You had the more of the, maybe the fresh legs coming into the team. A lesser version of Liverpool Man City tomorrow in terms of two teams just so certain in their styles of football. And that's what I felt we saw today and in the end it's a 1-1 draw we play each other with three games to go in the season that could be an absolutely massive game and I'll be honest if, we need, if we're going to your place needing a win come the end of the season I won't be looking forward to that at all yeah, well, uh, I think uh, before we left, you know, a 1-1 would have been a really good score. I wasn't sure what to hope for today, but after seeing the game, yeah, it's not fun right now. I felt that Brentford actually played a lot better, especially in the first half, I think. Like, they, they had most chances. We looked a really good team again, and although we, you know, we haven't looked a bad one in, in the last few weeks, we didn't, we weren't, we weren't sort of up there on our A game. I just hope we can do it once we're not playing league. I'm not on telly. We need, to, we need to do this week in, week out. Yeah, thanks to all the contributors on that. Uh, Chap, should we start with the changes that Dean Smith made to his side? I, 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 it's interesting that actually I mean the the change that he's made obviously Daniels I mean is it a change I mean he kept Daniels the goalkeeper mm. in again um, which basically, basically they've got you know, they've got a, lot of, a bit of an unwritten rule is if you've played all right you know you keep your you keep your place in the side and uh, obviously Daniels played uh, previous match uh, he played pre- he, which game was it played home against uh, um, Birmingham that's right Birmingham City so he played at home against Birmingham City and he felt that Daniels keep his place so he kept his place in this time team the one that's again surprised me and it probably shouldn't surprise me is Odebarju that was the one that surprised me with Odebarju coming in on the left side um, a left wing he's a, he's a right back but he came in on sorry as a, as a left back in place of Barbe 
which a lot of players uh, like Barbe, but um, Barbe was getting targeted in the in the in the Birmingham City match. You know, he was getting target, targeted down that side, and maybe they just thought that they need somebody who's fast. If Leeds do a particular type of thing, you know, they they think Odebaju is up to speed to a certain extent. You know, he is a fullback, so him going off on the left hand side, just like when we used to put Collie on the left hand side sometimes, and Birmingham City have put Collie on the left hand side. They've done exactly the same thing. So Odebaju in the side that was uh, that was interesting, and obviously it was the Ben Rama, which is the interesting one because obviously he was back from his suspension but we didn't put him straight back in the side he actually was on the he was on the bench yeah, yeah. It, uh, uh, smith seems really disciplined in in that ethos is you know if you're if you either you're out of the team on form or you're out of the team on suspension you have to earn your way back into into the into the starting lineup and part of me is in fully agreement with that and part of me is like mm, i'm not quite so sure because i thought ben rama is a is a proper nuisance, and and I think he he may have done a better job than Canos. Canos, for whatever reason, is is not doing it for me this season. Mm. You know, I he's, still he's still better, not, on, he's better on Saturday. Yeah, he's, but he's still not he's still not the Canos we know. We, we, he's still not at the levels we've seen him before, and I, I'm not sure what that is. But you know, I'd, so so Ben Rama. I thought he would may have been hard done by, but then again, Ben Rama comes on, he gives away the free kick, didn't learn from the the week before, and uh, you know we're we're one all when we could have been one nil. Going back to Odebarjo, um I, I read a piece in the Independent about him. I don't know if anyone else has picked it up about um, you know his two years two. of injury hell. But there was another thing I did. I just did a bit more research into him. You know him. His, his brother's actually a footballer as well. Tom Ballerimo, he plays for, for Sutton United. Their story is absolutely incredible. They're orphaned. I mean, Odebarja's orphaned at the age of thirteen, and his brother brought him up from the age of fifteen. It's absolutely incredible. They both live together, and to see like the careers they've fought. You know, it's absolutely incredible. And for Odebarjo to come back and be playing for Brentford, of course, you know, um, and and to be sort of rebuilding his career there is is, is firstly testament to, to to Dean Smith and Brentford for giving him another chance, but testament to him for just just persevering on after two years of really really bad injuries. Yeah, I mean, he did have a really hard time, and when, when he left again, he was one of the players where people actually wished him luck because you know um, he he left. Uh, he had a clause in his contract, which basically, if a team come in and paid the the money, which is about two and a half million, I think it was, then they could come in. And at that time, I suppose when they put the clause in, um, transfer fees hadn't gone um, uh, mad as they had done, like you know, said beforehand. So he'd gone for two point five million. He went away, did his business, and then um, he got injured as soon as they got to Premier League. So he's out for two years, and we were all actually really surprised when he first of all came back and was training with us. And we thought, okay, he's just going to be training. But there was a little bit of a hint from Brentford saying, you know, if he gets to a certain standard, you know, if he wants to take him on, he will do. And I think the the one thing about it is that one thing about it is that because Brentford have taken him on, and I think he's been to this Premier League side and he's seen what it's like. And apparently, at Hull, everything's not right at home. To be quite honest with you, and I think you've gone away. You've seen what it's like elsewhere. He's come back to Brentford, and it, I think he just actually thinks, actually, this is home. They've taken really good care of me, even though I've been injured, and they've brought me into the side, and now they give me a contract. So I think he's going to really fight for his place. Exactly. If we can get him close to where he was when he left us, he is going to be a real, real, real asset for us this season. A so, real asset. So you're right. It's, you know, it is a really good story. You know, we we plucked him from you know Lake Norian. They had a great season that year. He played in the playoff final. He had a brilliant one year with us went up to Hull you, you you can't knock him for doing that you know you, you, you Aaron you, you mentioned you know he's, he's, he's like personal background mm. you know if you get a windfall like that you, you take it and you know you're right 
to to get a chance to come back to somewhere where you've got you're surrounded by for want of a better word love you know he, he's come back and the, the coaches are you know they remember him well the fans remember him well the, he hasn't he hasn't sort of you know sullied his copybook he's able to sort of come back and then prove himself again so you know we wish him obviously all the best and it'd be it's great to watch that resurrection at Brentford but again that relationship he's got with his with his brother um you know the fact is he he's at Brentford he's near his brother his brother's you know just what 10 miles down the road at um at Sutton as mm. opposed to being 200 miles away when he's in Hull yeah spot on let's take a quick pause on the way back uh, we'll carry on with our talking points look at Neil Mopai talk the referee and uh, and about the Leeds fans themselves 921 this is Love Sport as a parent you want to protect your kids you know you can't keep them wrapped up in cotton wool forever but there are some things that you can do like keeping their vaccinations up to date Some childhood diseases are on the rise again, like measles and whooping cough, and they can cause severe illness. Childhood vaccinations can help prevent them. So, are your child's vaccinations up to date? To find out more, search online for NHS vaccinations. This is Love Sport. This is your Brentford fan chat on Love Sport Radio. Cannot wait to have Stephen Hunt on a little bit later. We've got some random questions chucked at us, something about a CD. Uh, did you ever listen to The Damned? Me, before my time, mate. No. Well, well you go. I'm afraid so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did, actually. Did you actually? Yeah. Well, no. No, no drum machines, no interest. There you go. Um, yeah, let's look back again at that Leeds game. Talk to me about the referee. Brilliant ref. He was, was he, right. was, he was really good. Yeah. He, he came back with us on the train, actually. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, he, was he, was buying, he was buying us drinks all the time. He did. As well. Yeah, we bought him drinks before the game and he bought us drinks on the way home. He, he just didn't... He wasn't sort of swayed by the kind of righteous... Every everything should go our way, brigade. <laughs> no, <laughs> the thirty thousand. He wasn't swayed by them at all. Jeremy Simpson. Yeah, Jeremy Simpson. Simo. Did you hear? Actually, Simo. <laughs> <laughs> the Leeds fans are so upset with him. They've actually raised a change.org petition to get him investigated. What is it with people these days and raising petitions? Too much money. Too much money. Time. Too much time on their hands. Free access to broadband. Yeah. That's what it but is. But you think it's, it's fun, you, think, you think? I mean, you think it's a bit of an April Fool joke until you look at it. You find out there's like three thousand people already signed it. Yeah, there are only ninety-seven away from getting hit, getting it <laughs> heard in Parliament. Can you hear in Parliament? They literally just pick up the paper. They're like, "Nah, mate." See, like, but it's, it, they they would never have done this in the olden days because they, they only had dial-up and it would cost you about three pound fifty yeah, exactly. to put the petition up. You know, yes. so it was just like, "Nah, we're not yeah. we're not doing that." Yeah. Um, so the referee, yeah, uh, nice one, Simo. Um, he was all right. That, I mean, he wasn't all. I mean, what, I, what was what was Johnson? On about they're they're or Janssen, sorry, excuse me, they're, they're, Pontus, they're centre half. On about uh, well, but, but exactly what they're talking about. The Pontus, Pontus Janssen isn't very happy because no. um, because our referee the referee gave the penalty, which we should talk about in a little mm. bit. Um, was it a penalty? Was it not a penalty? It question, a penalty. you know, yeah. So yeah, was it a penalty? Um, there was some sort of fracas in the in the in the dugout where Canos uh, headbutted one of the Leeds players. Allegedly, allegedly, of course, you know, even though it was all over the TV cameras, but anyway, that's still allegedly because you know you could doctor these things. Um, and the referee in general um, sent their player off in the last minute, which I have yeah. to say, and this is quite bad actually, I didn't actually realise that their player got sent no, off. No, I didn't either. 
You did, because you tweeted it. I know, but only about five minutes later. I didn't realise until the following day. No, I, 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 I said, why is, why is, why is Ailing walking off? Sorry, oh, he's been sent off. But you, sometimes you just can't see. You know? What do you make of him, Ailing? Uh, <coughs> we almost bought him from Yeovil. Yeah, back in the day. Went to Bristol City instead. Yeah, yeah, we almost bought him Bristol. at that time. It was big, big rumours at the time that we were going to put um, Luke Ailing, we were going to buy him from Yeovil, but it just didn't happen for I various reasons. Bit of a thug. Because <laughs> he gets sent off in the last minute of matches. Yeah, yeah no, he's um, he, he, well, he, he couldn't handle he couldn't handle the winger, could he? he just, so he just kept hacking him down. Yeah, I mean, have you got? I mean, obviously you've seen him play quite a bit, Aaron. You, what, do, what do you think? What's your thoughts? Luke On flailing, flailing. flailing. <laughs> At the start of the season, I would have probably said he was the best fullback in the championship, best right back in the championship. Oh, okay, Ooh. interesting. I mean, to be honest, I haven't really watched much of Leeds. I think been on, yeah, well, I think it's, it's not like they haven't been on TV. <laughs> no, I mean, you're I, not I paying your Sky bill. No, no. I mean, to Sky fair, Sports To leads. be fair, I'm at other games, aren't I? All yeah, the time, so I'm, I'm all, I don't really get a chance to, you know, to, yeah. to watch them. Plus, I'm focusing on the London sides a lot. But um, I've got to say that Janssen's an absolute unit, isn't he? Yeah, yes. for for a couple of years he's beat he is and he's one of those pl- uh, players. He's a goal scoring centre back. He's you know he's 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 a good solid centre back who gets up there and scores goals as he did on old, Saturday. He's a bit old school, isn't he? You know, he's a, he is a bit old school, but you know, but so. you but you look at him, you sort of feel okay. You know, we get that. So and the Leeds fans obviously they love him because you know again when you get players like that. Um, you know, you 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 you, you, know, you you respect that. What I think is quite interesting because you talk about the referee, obviously, and asking the question about the referee who we thought actually was okay. Um, interestingly, the Leeds fans absolutely berated him, and they and and uh, apparently there's some sort of you know sort of sort of, sort of the, the, the football league is corrupt and everything. They think there was actually a ploy for them, and they put this referee in place and 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 so on and so forth. But you know, we had the referee against Reading the week before. Who we thought was pretty terrible. Okay, we you know, and we we were quite outspoken about that, you know, because he was. Yeah, this was on a different level. This was on a moaning though. It, it was yeah, a different level. Right. You know, we're we're used to kind of like inconsistent officials, but th- from the minute they realised that they weren't going to get it their own way, they were on his back, and that was like minute ten. You know, and everything that came after that, it just got worse and worse and worse. And the the amount of stuff that was thrown on the pitch, I have to say, was disgraceful. Well, we'll talk about the penalty. So this penalty scenario, and it's interesting because you get different people's points of view. We obviously didn't get the chance for an action. Re- play when you're at the ground you're sitting in there um you're watching it and you see it gone down a little bit of time then bim the referee gives a penalty now i, I didn't have the pleasure to watch it till the following day when i was reviewing whether or not a least player got sent off or not and uh <laughs> and uh oh, i saw it and they the way that they were making out that he was an absolute diver but we know only watkins isn't a diver no, he's for not. a start he's not he in fact more often than not, he gets the ball and he doesn't go down, and we get really frustrated. Yeah, well, yeah. Why didn't True. you? Why didn't you go over? You know, could have gone down. So anyway, he he went down there. He's gone down for whatever reason. Not be funny. That goalkeeper was had splayed himself and he put himself it right wipeout right. It's something. If Ollie Watkins kept on running. It was all over. He did both his legs taken. Yeah, proper Douglas Bader. Right. So hundred percent. That was a penalty. Um, interestingly, you know, talking to some characters working on the old TV, they watched that and they said that. Um, Watkins may have gone down, but the goalkeeper was going to take him out. So as far as they're concerned, the TV people reckoned it was a penalty as well. He didn't go down. He, d- he dived over the goalie. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't like he dived. He dived over the goalie. He yeah. was coming at him with his legs. You know, it was 
two broken shins or get out of the way i would have got out of the way he'd already knocked it one side of him yeah. it, you know he'd, he'd done the he'd done the skills it was about of he was going to go the other way and knock it in the back of the net and you know he just evaded what was going to be a career-threatening injury but unbelievably i mean the response from these fans you know in, in in any other situation you'd go okay we'll see both sides of it but it, it's been um it was it, i i am actually quite surprised by the whole thing what, what, what i will turn around and say, say though is that if you listen to the post-match podcast uh we heard a lot of really level-headed and you know really good and balanced Leeds fans we found a pub and you know it was really cool so i think that sometimes social media can completely and utterly magnify and and pull out sort of certain things in certain areas and magnify and we've we've definitely seen this on the social media side whereas we've still you know i talked to good i've got no a lot of good very good Leeds fans as you do as well and we've spoken to them and they've got their views which are a little bit more balanced but I think we're all in agreement that Parliament definitely needs to discuss this. <laughs> Parliament, I, so, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've got nothing else you to know, do. I mean, no, no, we're no, not no. leaving the European Union. <laughs> no, no, like, no it's, it's, it's all about not, not, nothing major like that. Um, I, I was, you know, doing a bit of scouting around on social media on Saturday night. Um, do you agree with the sentiment that Neil Mobile is becoming like the villain of the Championship? He's scoring loads yes, of goals. Yes. Yeah, of course. People always hate us goal yeah. scorer. I hate people that score against Brentford. Yeah. So yeah, and also, but, and also the other thing is that he doesn't stand up to any nonsense. So if players kind of, you know, you've got that thing with players niggling. I mean, the problem with Brentford is that Brentford has been getting, you know, the way that they've been playing is that we play other teams and we'll get a little elbow, we get a little dig, and we'll put up with it because we don't have the. We've seen back in the day of not having the str- the players. You know the strong players that we might have had back in the day, the midfielder yeah. who would sort them out. So all of a sudden now, as if Malpays could be getting an off-the-clock knock or a dig or whatever like that, he doesn't care. He's not putting up with it. No, you know? and he scores. He scores like a controversial penalty, and instead of sort of wheeling away and kind of like being embarrassed about, it, he stands in front of the Leeds home end and goes, "There you go." There you go. I've scored another goal again. But that's you. because they've been abusing him for the previous fifteen minutes and throwing yeah. stuff over the over the fence. There was lighters. You know? There was a, it was a 19, nineteen eighty four mini metro chucked on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the day, he's like somebody might have turned away, but he didn't. He just went. There you go. I scored the goal. Can you throw a few more bits at me, please? <laughs> uh, so, um, um, how was he described today on Besides? Uh, Oh, this! Oh, like I said to you, this, there are some very bitter and sort of angry people, and uh, yeah, it, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't very nice. And it's sort of thinking, listen, you might not agree with the way that he plays, but it's almost like it's, it's, it's actually quite unusual because we're 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 not used to that. We we we're used to like people going, oh, lovely, lovely little Brentford, um, you know. <laughs> Uh, we'll buy him for X, Y, Z, and all of a sudden you've got like the leading goal scorer in the championship, which is the second tier, and you know he's given it, and he's he's clearly passionate about his game, and you've got you've got fans of bigger clubs that just, they just don't like it, don't yeah. like it up and. I do f- kind of I find it quite funny how much um, injury time we've had lately with actually no injuries it's just general kerfuffles around free kicks and jostling and arguing and people biting each other and tugging at each other and what was it 10 we had the other 10 minutes the other day we had eight the game before and nobody gets injured it's just literally from fighting and arguing and, and the, the people taking what was it four minutes to take a free kick yeah yeah exactly yeah, that's all right. that, you all know, reading, reading your time wasting from the 46th hey, minute stop moaning 
Stop moaning, Bill. I oh, sorry, mate. I, I didn't mean Stop to. Stop complaining. I told you it's contagious. You know, when I've gone mm. up to Leeds, then it's contagious. Stop. Moaning. But listen, if I take the medicine, I'll stop moaning by the time the, the international match. Um, international matches are over. Are you, you guys a, looking forward to these? You had a, you had a bit of medicine post match. International games. Yeah, I still haven't decided. I might be popping out to Spain next week. Still haven't put my flight yet, but you know. There you go. He, he, hasn't, been, he hasn't been. He hasn't been anywhere for two weeks. So there you go. You chaps, you looking forward to? Um, yeah, I am actually. You can a fortnight no football, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's it's Stop what he's moaning. Yeah, that's it. He's moaning is too much football. Moaning. Uh, moaning. It's It'll be all right. When, when we're in the Premier League next year, we won't have as many fixtures. So that's oh. true. Oh, it's not enough fixtures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's yeah. yeah then exactly, you'll be scrapping around for cu- Carabao cups, won't you? Yeah. yeah. I wonder if, if, you know, when Stephen Hunt used to play for Brentford, did, did he, he did, was there as much moaning going on then as there is now? More than likely. Mm. More than likely. Hopefully we'll have Stephen Hunt on the line with us uh, shortly. And our producer has been in contact with him. He is preparing himself. He's not getting his uh, hair cut. That's no, sure. definitely not. But he's preparing himself uh, for this uh, for this interview. It is going to be thoroughly interesting. Make sure you stick around with us. It's Love Sport Radio with B Sausage. We'll have Stephen Hunt with us next. We are back on that. But what are we talking about? We're talking about Danny Boxall, whether he's the same team as Stephen Hunt, because I was just trying to wonder whether Stephen Hunt was a bit jealous of the Danny Boxall song. The best fullback in history, apparently. From some town in Ireland. That's right. Mm-hmm. Took Brentford out of Division 3. Uh, give us some of your outline memories of, of, of Stephen Hunt. Stephen Hunt, he, he, he came to us from Palace. He was, a, he was a very, very raw, very young, wiry uh, winger, forward, um, full of tricks. And he, he he was obviously going places, and uh, he turned into our penalty taker. And we always used yeah. to have the we always used to say hump pen, hump pen, hump pen. And he would always he, he had a really good record, didn't he? I don't know what the record was, but he it, was it, consistent. It, uh, what scoring penalties? Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant! You know, every time it went it went in the box, he went down, and then you know it's hunt, and then when he puts through it, it's like hunt pen. And it's always Hunt Pen. Yeah. One of my f- earliest memories of Stephen Hunt was, I don't know what year it was, is when Bournemouth were had a year at Dorchester. They played at Dorchester away um, while, while Dean Court was being done up. And it was my son's first ever away game. We took him down there and guess what the score was? Well, guess who scored and how he scored it? Um, Hunt Pen. Hunt Pen. Yeah, I mean, actually, I remember. I remember going to that yeah. game. I, 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 In the sunshine. Yeah, the sunshine. I got there at half time. I drove, I drove my new car. I just got a new car from Germany. And I drove what car was it? It's a Trabant Audi TT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You drove an Audi TT. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. Let's yeah. take your credibility right down low, Paul. Well, you know, it was back in the day, wasn't it? You know, it was all yeah, imported it from Germany. Imported it from Germany. Drove it all the way in the autobahns. Where's the box on the autobahns? Right. Yeah. But yeah, it was good. So yeah, and I went to that game. Got there at half time because I obviously they didn't have any Google Maps or sat naving or anything Justin like that. Just in time for. Hunt pen. That's right. Yeah. So it's good. Then I jump so, in the car and went home. Yeah, 160 uh, games for Brentford, 29 I was goals. Say 160 penalties. <laughs> no, 160 <laughs> games, 29 goals 
for Brentford. Okay. Uh, his peak coming in 03 04 uh, with 12 goals that's even season 11 of him in the league. So how many of them were hump pens? That's the question. Almost all of them, probably. No, he, he was good and, and he spanned the Ron Nodes, Martin Allen era. And we'll, we'll, have, a, we'll have a little chat with him about that because that was, uh, that, was a, that was interesting times. Interesting times at Brentford. Yeah, yeah it certainly was. Uh, certainly were interesting times at uh, Brentford. I'm just wondering, should we take another pause? In fact, uh, I'm hoping we can take another pause uh, maybe shortly before uh, we bring Stephen on because I want to give you guys as much time as possible. GP, any any resided memories? Yeah, well, I'd say the, I do remember we had a little bit of a FA Cup run um, and I think he's... Um, so to the final that year? Well, not <laughs> quite the final, but um, remember we started in... We started in round one in those days. Yeah. It's not like not like these days. Well, we but yeah, out. I remember. Well, we still he, go out in round three, though. Was it we? one of the games? Was it against Derby? He got the winner. Yeah, probably. It was might have been Hunt Pen. Mm. Might have been. Might have, might have been. been. I'll tell you what. We'll find out after a short pause because after the break, Stephen Hunt will join us on Love Sport. Yeah, 160 games for Brentford, 29 goals, probably a load of assists as well. Let's welcome Stephen Hunt on to Love Sport Radio. Evening, Stephen. Good evening, lads. Good evening. 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 We're, we're, all, we're all clapping you with that funny clap you used to do. Listen. <laughs> uh, really? Yeah, Listen. hands hands over our heads, up, up and down. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember. It's amazing how uh, when you're younger you have silly, silly ideas, but... That's how it is. It was all good. That's what, right. That's what, what was that actually about, by the way? I don't know. I, I actually generally don't know. Maybe it was because a rooster had his thing. Like I thought, okay, I need to have my thing, but yeah. obviously I never cut on like Lloydies did. But that's that's what it is. That's right. I spoke to Lloydie today, actually, about an hour ago. I told him we're going to be chatting to you. This is Billy here, by the way, Stephen. You are good? Billy, how you doing? That's right, yeah. man. And Lloydie says hello, and he's going to be, actually, he's going to be, he might be in town soon. So I, I know that you, you flip between London and, and, and Ireland. I know you've got your little bar over there and everything. But um, if you're in town, you never know. You, you might want to have a meet up with him for a little beer, he said. Yeah, well, I, I live in the Midlands. I'm, I was down playing a golf day today in Ascot for the Footballers Writers Association so that was a bit of fun played with actually Alan Smith MK Don's ex-Man United player he's a tidy little golfer so a few legends there but good fun excellent nice. excellent yeah so, 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 like, yeah. so you like, like a bit of golf then obviously <coughs> do you know what I, as much as I get to play and it's, not, it's only every now and again really to be honest with you, but if I do get a chance to attend one of these golf days in a good location then I, I tend to, to take it up and then uh, even going back to my Brentford days, I was going to watch Man United play because I'm I'm good friends with John O'Shea. He just left his house actually to be honest. With you. Trying to sort out his next stage in life after football. He's got two or three years left playing. I think even though he's he's old, but it's good. Actually, like so, you say you're you're giving him some advice what to do after football and stuff. You know, one of the questions that we've been we've been sent through actually. I, I was going to save it till later on, but I'll, I'll ask you this now actually because um, okay. what should what should Alan Judge do as his next step? <laughs> 
because obviously he's fought his way back from injury um, at Brentford. Yep. Horrific leg break. He's he's back in the Ireland squad and he's and he's, he's obviously up, yeah. he's obviously you know he's seen as an international quality player still. He's he's fighting his way. Do, do you think he should stay at Brentford and reinvent himself, or do you, do you think he should move on? And what, what would your well, advice be to judge? I, I don't know judge's contract situation, whether he's out of contract at the end of the year or where he's at contract-wise. But all we know is that he's had a, obviously a bad injury. Uh, he's well liked by the Brentford fans, and he's a good player. And if he can just get himself fit, then stay fit and play play as long as you can. But obviously, coming to the end. You've got to have some kind of plan in place, whether that's in five years' time, to go again, if you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. into something else. And I've got my own sports management company, so I'm 100 miles an hour here, there, everywhere, watching games, watching my players play, trying to help them along the way to, to make the next move after football as well. Of course, that's just what it is. And, because that's, that's, John an, that's an, you know, it's important, isn't it? You know, to sort of like weigh up all your options and just to make make what's you know the right decision for yourself yeah, and well your family. I, well, I actually, I had I wanted to do sports agency. I had two players uh, already signed to my old agent before I retired, and I had plans in place to to go into sports management. And it was not easy. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry is doing it, so you have to be very careful in who you select as players and, and what you do. But I enjoy it, and uh, I like helping my young players. And then even with John, I did his deal into Reading. I like helping. I suppose I'm, I'm glad that he trusts me to do the deal into into Reading for him in the first place. So that says it all. And a slightly less serious question for you next is: um, Who yeah. had the best hair at Brentford, yourself or Chris Hargreaves? Hargrave's hair is unbelievable. Even if you see Chrissy now, he's at Bristol Rovers. His hair is like what's the name of that ad? Some ad is it? Shampoo ad? He could do that now even, but I can't because mine is. I need a, a Wayne Rooney in three or four years. I think the way my hair is going. Oh, is it right in retreat? Is it? <laughs> oh, it's, it's wing back three five two. That's what it is. So <laughs> I've got a bit of a gap in the sides, but it's fine. It's fine. I'm I'm comfortable. I'm, Ten years married with two kids, so that's me and my life. So who my need, who needs hair? Anyway. Who needs hair when you got kids? <laughs> so yes, exactly. We, we've had a little tweet in as well from Peter Hollins asking the question. We've asked you to tweet in, or even on the phone in, if you've got a bit of time as well. But he's actually asked, "What's the favourite goal that you scored for him?" He said, "The favourite goal that he saw you score was in the FA Cup at York on a horrible." cold night um, we under the culture of the whole game you curled it in with your right foot to seal the win what's your favourite goal you scored for Brentford oh good question I actually went through a phase of scoring some really good goals uh, believe it or not outside the box and I scored one way out on the left I think I think it was against I wasn't bright I'm trying to remember back now but the most memorable goal would have been and I wasn't that great it would have been Against Derby in the FA Cup yeah, we when we won one nil, and I and I curled it. Listen, it was a fluky goal, but I remember having my uh, my girlfriend at the time, and we were going back to Ireland for the weekend, and it was quite like she. I was buzzing. She was in a good mood because she was coming to Ireland. That that kind of had a memory of. Okay, it was a game. It was amazing. It was the FA Cup. I swapped shirts with Malcolm Christie at the time, and. He literally left my shirt on the ground in the change room. So <laughs> uh, I think it was I think it was John Gregory at the time said, "Oh, who the hell is this guy? He's just taking the bleep bleep out of you for the game." 
and we were, obviously I think we won one nil. I think it was so that that kind of gives me good memories if I'm honest with you. Even though it wasn't the best goal I scored, that's right. And the Brentford fans were singing, "Sit down, John Gregory. Sit down, John Gregory." <laughs> well, was okay. Yeah, but he, he, he wasn't trying confidence. Let's be honest about it. He was quite arrogant. On it, even the day he came, he was he was given attitude. So listen, it is what it is. Yeah. And we. Looking back as well, you know, we were talking about this before. When you mention your name, people that still stand behind the goal, you say Stephen Hunt, they go, Hunt Pen. And Stephen Hunt, you were a, quite a craftsman at the old penalties. That's absolutely deadly. Yeah, so it's amazing you say that because my, my, my memory of penalties, listen, I'm, I'm, I always used to say I'm mentally strong and then the boys used to take the out of me. So I was. My penalties against Brighton, where I scored one, missed one, and scored one. That was probably the highlight of my penalties. I was just devastated. I missed all three, if you know what I mean. So that was my attitude, where I never thought I'd miss. And even I remember grabbing the ball off Kevin Doyle when I went to Reading afterwards, and he was like, "Okay, I've missed a couple, but no, 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 I'm good at penalties. I'm taking these." I ended up marrying his cousin, but even to this day, he still gets gets angry at me for for taking the penalty off him, if you know what I mean. I wouldn't get, if he missed two in my head, that's enough, you're off him. In a row, two in a row, so they kept the ball and then you go on and take penalties. At, at the end of season, um, besotted social, where we, we, we sort of get a couple of hundred Brentford fans together and we, we, we get some get some special guests down. We had Martin Allen came down and he and he and he spoke at length um about his time at Brentford um back in May. Um he spoke about you and he said it was one of his biggest regrets in football that he didn't make up with you and he didn't he didn't keep you at the club. He realised the minute he, he let you go or it, it broke down that He'd he'd missed out on something special. How do you look back at that time? Yeah, it was, it was his fault, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, he, he admits that actually. He admits it. Yeah, and listen, uh, at the time it was, I hated it because I had really I loved my time and had some real fond memories of Brentford. And I had to walk out the door at Brentford with my tail between my legs and looking like at the time that the manager didn't fancy me. He didn't realise I had a a simple groin hernia. Even today is a 10-day job, but I ended up playing with it months. And in the end, if I wasn't strong enough myself, my career would have been over. To this day, I said I had to exaggerate my pain in with the doctors. It was actually Gilmore groin himself, and he, if you went to him now, he'd be like a butcher. So it's come on a lot, obviously. But he, he fixed me in six weeks, and that's, I suppose, it's Reading's gain. That they got me back. It was my own fault too for not being strong enough. Then right, playing until I'm right. You're playing at 78. No matter how good you are, you're going to look bad. So he's, he's probably up for re-signing you for Chesterfield at the moment. If you're up for it. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't live too far away, and I still play tennis and squash. So I ain't in bad shape. That's yeah. enough. But That's probably enough. <laughs> <laughs> but he, yeah, he, yeah. He, 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 he actually needs a few wins. And in fairness to Martin, I was a hot-headed, determined young man, and I was stubborn too. With Martin, I said, "No, you're wrong. You're wrong." And I'm like, "I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm good at staying in the team, even when I was injured." So, and. I guess this, like, when you look at Martin Allen when he first comes in, it would it would look like I'd be perfect fit for Martin as well. But maybe I needed 
the reverse psychology. I needed a calmer approach with me to get the best out of me, which obviously Steve did. Yeah, so so well, this Martin Allen um, podcast that we've got from that social, we're actually still editing it. It's about six months. It's got so many sort of expletives and everything like, going you on. You can't say that kind <laughs> of moments. Yeah. yeah, but he's done really well. Like he's done really well at his time at Brentford, and and he, we're unlucky we didn't get get us up one year as well. I remember the playoffs and with Tabby as well. So and then there's a, there's an argument could Tabby and I play in the same team? We probably could actually, fair. So. It is what it is. Um, how, how much would you charge for a rematch between you and Martin Rowlands? Fight. <laughs> I don't know, because Martin Rowlands is quite fiery, and even to this day, after we, we've met, we kind of have a laugh and giggle about it, but we know there's still a bit of fire in there, if you know <laughs> still what I mean. A bit like, of, still a little bit of beef. Yeah, he, he's yeah, definitely so fiery. I, I think I'd have to go very high in a tackle. <laughs> I think would be after me to get me that. Higher or lower than 250 quid for, for the rematch? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm on about how high the tackle to get it in. All oh, right. No. Get, <laughs> without, without getting hurt. That's what I mean, because I think Rolls would take me head off if he had a chance now, mm-hmm. even on the back of it. But listen, it is what it is. You're, yeah. you're playing competitive football, you, you play to win, and no matter how you do it, you, you do it. And that's, unfo- that's what it is. So, how, how, how do you look back at your time at Brentford? Uh, fond memories. Uh, I become a man. I was a boy coming there from Crystal Palace. I become a man. I loved my time there. I was really sad I finished on that. It almost like as Martin Martin Allen was there for a long time after I left. <clears throat> so I never fe- <clears throat> excuse me. I never felt like I, I could always go back with a full heart when he was there. If you know what I mean. This, yeah. the end of season listen for, for us one of the most gutting games when you were there has got to be um, Jamie Curriton Reading Reading yeah. last game of the season yeah. we could have won that game that and the playoffs yeah, yeah. That, yeah but that game was I think even more gutting than the playoffs was just oh, was tears just t- just talk us through those well that, that little period <laughs> do you know what I'd like to say it was down to contract negotiations with Evans and Man, but that's the cheap way out in my opinion I, I think them boys are honest lads and wanted to do well for the team and I think Gavin ended up going in January but wanted to do well for the team wanted to do well for Brentford yes they all had their paydays coming but they'd, they'd probably earned the right to take some money out of the game then I think we ran out of steam a little bit towards the end of the season especially we the Reading game was heartbreaking uh, Just got a very quick question for you before we're about to run out of time, Steve. Are you up okay. for? Are you up for the besotted end of season social? It'd be great to get you down there, get to get some Brentford fans in front of you because they're happy memories, and you'll get a great reception. You up for that? Yeah, of course I am. 100%. Yeah, we'd love to see you. Uh, we'd love to see you down here, Stephen. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. Another funny round of applause for Brilliant. Stephen. Yeah. Hands over the head. Hands over the head. Another funny Hunt applause to Stephen. <laughs> there you go, um, chaps. First and foremost, um, you know, a, a big thanks to you for joining me this evening. Uh, it's been it's been an interesting show. Some good memories from Stephen on there. I'm sure we'd like to see him down at the end of season do as well. It's Love Sport Radio. Big thanks to Billy, Gary and Dave for this show. I'm back tomorrow night from 7 as we talk all things Spurs and 9 where we chat QPR. Have a great night. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.